Boston Bruins are kicking off a five-game homestand with a game tonight against the New York Islanders. Going to preview that matchup as well as update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings and the Eastern Conference Playoff Picture here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, December 13th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. So please do uh, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. All right, let's get into it, shall we? And tonight, the Boston Bruins are hosting the New York Islanders, a team currently holding down the second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we'll talk about that more later in the show when we look at the uh, Atlantic Division Power Rankings and the Eastern Conference playoff picture. The big matchup tonight will be in net without question as two strong Vesna Trophy candidates likely to go head-to-head here in this one. Uh, I would imagine that it will be Linus Allmark in net for the Boston Bruins once again. 16-1-0, a 177 goals against average, a 941 save percentage with two shutouts leads the NHL in wins goals against average save percentage second in shutouts tied with the New York Islanders starting goaltender Ilya Sorokin he has not done as well in terms of overall record he's 10 and 9 on the season with a 236 goals against average and a 925 save percentage he also has two shutouts. So that should be a key matchup in this one and could decide uh, the fate of this game, whoever is most on. Now the Bruins, of course, are the top scoring team in the NHL, averaging 3.89 goals per game. They are the top defensive team in the NHL, 2.11 goals allowed per game. They're also top three in special teams. Number one penalty kill, 85.4%, 28.2 success rate on the power play, which is good for third in the NHL. Uh, The 3.17 goals per game scored by the Islanders ranks them 15th. They're a bit better defensively. They rank seventh, allowing only 2.76 goals per game. Their top scorer over the past five games is Brock Nelson. He's got 
three goals, five points. Matt Barzell leads the way with three assists over his last five games. For the Bruins, it's David Pasternak. He's got five goals, six points over his last five games. Charlie McAvoy with four assists over that span as well. Uh, These two teams have yet to play each other this season. Their next game will be in January, then another one in February. Um, Bruins 7-2-1 over their last 10, where the Islanders are 6-4. Their last game was a 3-0 shutout loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. Before that, though, they beat the New Jersey Devils by a score of 6-4. to four. So it should be a good one tonight as, well, let's be honest. Whenever the Islanders and Bruins play, it's not necessarily the most entertaining affairs. In fact, the Islanders, one of my least favorite teams to watch the Bruins play against. Not only because, well, more under Barry Trotz, they had a a fairly low event style of hockey that's picked up a bit under uh, their new bench boss. But we also get those tired old uh, narratives in regards to Jake DeBrusque and Matt Barzell in terms of the 2015 um, draft. So far this season, though, Jake DeBrusque has been uh, playing like a first-round pick at the NHL level, and he is on pace for 27 goals, 33 assists, and 61 points. That would be uh, tying his career high in goals and smashing his career high in points, which is 43 set as a rookie. On the other end of things, Matt Barzell, he's only got three goals through 29 games so far, uh, on pace for eight goals through 82 games, but 76 assists, putting him on pace for 85 total points. Again, 2015 draft, pretty tired. The Bruins have moved on from Zach's initian. Uh, Jakobs Borrell can't get into the lineup at the moment. And Jake DeBrusque has panned out as a high-level player for the Boston Bruins, a first-liner. And, uh, you know, he probably won't be a point-per-game guy throughout his career. But if he can hit the 30-goal mark, be like a 30-goal, 25-goal, 30-assist guy for uh, his career, still pretty good value for uh, for where he was selected mid first round. It's been, uh, it's going to be eight years at the next NHL draft since, uh, those picks were made. So, I mean, you can debate it all day, but the Bruins, yeah, they fared well picking DeBrusque. Zboril properly rated. If you look back, um, he was projected to be picked where he was. Sinition, of course, was the way off the board pick that should not have been made. Um, Barzal always seems to come up big against the Bruins, and 
I mean, yeah, he hasn't scored much this season. Watch him pot a couple tonight against the Boston Bruins. Before we get to the Atlantic Division Power Rankings and the Eastern Conference Playoff Picture, a quick word from today's sponsor, Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro and college football to basketball, the World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And you can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's look at the Atlantic Division picture at the moment and update the power rankings there. Bit of a mix-up at the bottom right now as the... Ottawa Senators, after going 6-3-1 over their last 10, including two straight wins, have managed to tie things up with the Buffalo Sabres. Both teams are 12-14-2 for four 64-point percentages. I'm going to give the Sabres the edge still as they have a plus 6 Goal differential, which is pretty rare for a last place team. If they had any semblance of even above average goaltending, they could be in the playoff picture or at least in the playoff race. They've scored 109 goals, which is actually more than the Bruins in one more game played, but they've allowed 103 as well which is most in the division. So a very odd set of circumstances there for the Sabres. Uh, the Senators coming on a little bit. Now a minus three goal differential. So I'm still putting them in eighth, but uh, some intrigue there at the bottom of the division. In sixth place, I'm putting the Florida Panthers. They have really struggled this season. They're 13 12 and 4 for 30 points, which is tied with the Montreal Canadiens. But they've played one more game and therefore have a lower point percentage. Where they have an edge over Montreal is in goal differential. The Panthers are at an even zero, whereas the Montreal Canadiens are a minus 13. But given the Canadiens the edge because uh, they picked up the win last night over the Calgary Flames and they are uh, higher than the Panthers in terms of point percentage. However, Florida's underlying numbers seem to be a bit more encouraging than Montreal's than most really. They're third in the NHL when it comes to shot attempt differential five on five expected goal differential. They're fourth and they're just not getting um, the scoring at five on five. They're really lacking that depth scoring that they had last season. You know, Jonathan Huberdo is gone. Uh, Mackenzie Weger has gone off the blue line. They're missing Anthony Duclair. Once he comes back in the lineup, perhaps they'll see a boost. But at the moment, 
they're kind of in danger of getting lost in the overall playoff picture, which we'll take a look at here in the Eastern Conference in a moment. So I'm putting Florida down in sixth, the Canadians in fifth at the moment. The fourth place team is the Detroit Red Wings. They are 13-8-6 through 27 games, a 593 point percentage. And they are a minus two goal differential. If they could get completely healthy, you know, they've been missing uh, Tyler Bertuzzi for some time, Robbie Fabry, a lot of guys um, out of the lineup. Steve Eiserman has put together a, a decent club. Again, like we talked about last season, there was this big gap between the top four and the bottom four. Detroit doing their best to eradicate that or narrow that gap they're still uh bottom not a bottom team but they're still um below even when it comes to goal differential and their underlying numbers not really that strong either in fact they're 28th in the nhl shot attempt differential at five on five and when it comes to uh scoring chance differential they are 29th so they're not really creating um much offensively they've been really boosted by goaltending from Vili Husso who was a pretty savvy pickup from uh Steve Eiserman back in the offseason top three teams though pretty clear at the moment uh we have the Tampa Bay Lightning in third they're 17 9 and 1 35 points a 648 point percentage and a plus 13 goal differential atop the division the Toronto Maple Leafs have narrowed the gap in terms of total points they're only three points back of the Bruins at the moment after going 8-0-2 over their past 10 however they've played two more games than the Bruins so the Bruins uh, well ahead in terms of Point percentage. The Bruins are at 833. They have a plus 48 goal differential. And uh they're seven, two, and one over their past 10, which was a pretty difficult stretch, included multiple games against Tampa, Vegas, Colorado. They're also 14-0-1 at home, which is where they will play their next five games against uh some fairly beatable opponents uh the Bruins again they play the New York Islanders tonight at home then they will host the Los Angeles Kings followed by the Columbus Blue Jackets one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference on Saturday the Florida Panthers on Monday and then the Winnipeg Jets next Thursday so those two games will be pretty tough the next three uh, certainly winnable for the Boston Bruins. When it comes to the underlying numbers in the Atlantic, the Bruins sit fifth in the NHL in shot attempt differential at five on five. Only the uh, Florida Panthers have a better number than them at the moment in terms of high danger. Uh, shot attempts, the Bruins rank second in the NHL. And 
scoring chances, they rank fourth. Again, Florida a bit higher than them. So it's kind of weird at the moment. The Bruins, clearly the class of the Atlantic. Maple Leafs surging a bit, but their underlying numbers aren't as strong as Boston's. They're not even strong as Florida's, who could make a move here in the coming weeks if they can get some of that depth scoring that they benefited from last season. After the break here, going to take a look at the overall Eastern Conference playoff picture. I want to thank you first for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day, every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Overall, in the Eastern Conference, the Bruins still sitting ahead of the New Jersey Devils, uh, who uh, lost last night in overtime to the New York Rangers. They're one point up on New Jersey with a game in hand. Plus 48 goal differential, which is better than New Jersey's plus 36. The Devils well ahead of Pittsburgh, who's second in the Metro. Carolina is third. The wild card spots right now are held by two New York area teams in the Rangers and the Islanders. Uh, The Red Wings, two points back of the Islanders for the second wildcard spot. Montreal, Florida, four points back. Crazy to see Montreal that close. Uh, Even the Senators and the Sabres are eight points back of those two teams. Or, sorry, of the of the Islanders, so sort of making things interesting. Again, the loser point in the NHL makes things a bit tighter than they probably should be. And uh, that's why we're seeing some teams still kicking around when uh, perhaps they shouldn't be in the playoff picture. Now, the trade deadline is coming up. Not until March, but there's one name on the market that I believe the Bruins should do whatever they can to acquire, and that would be Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks. Apparently, he rejected a contract offer from the team. Uh, He's their current captain, 27 years old, and the Canucks are focused on the trade market between now and March 3rd, according to Pierre Lebrun of TSN. He can become an unrestricted free agent in July. He's coming off a six-year deal with an average annual value of $5.5 million. And let's say this is the last season for Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci in black and gold. Bo Horvat would be a fantastic addition down the middle for the Boston Bruins. Uh, as would a guy like Dylan Strom, who you heard me talk about a lot last season. Uh, being able to bring those two guys in to replace Krejci and Bergeron would be huge and hopefully would convince David Pasternak that he's still going to have some guys to play with and that the Bruins will remain serious about winning uh, after 
those guys have moved on. That's a discussion for another day in terms of Pasternak, the future, even the trade deadline, but that's definitely a name to keep an eye on and someone who would fit in surprisingly well with uh, the Boston Bruins, I believe. You'd have to try to move Charlie Coyle, perhaps, uh, which might disrupt some things. Uh, You wouldn't want to have Bergeron, Krejci, Coyle, Horvat, Zaka, Something might have to give there. Um, Coyle, I believe, has a no-move protection on his contract. All right, he has a no-movement clause and a modified uh, no-trade clause. Uh, He can submit a 10-team no-trade, no, 8-team no-trade list from 2022 to 2025. So... That's not likely to happen, but that would be a fantastic addition. And acquiring Bo Horvat would give you negotiating rights heading into free agency. Anyway, something to keep in mind. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for uh, joining me here today on the show. Looking forward to tonight's game against the Islanders. And on tomorrow's podcast, we'll recap that game. Open up the mailbag. If you have any questions, please send them to at LockedNHLBruins or at ENC McLaren on Twitter. And uh, hope you're all having a great week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins.